Pylon listeners, we are back and ready for week two of the NFL season, where the entire NFC North is tied for first place and last place at 0-1. Uh, so let's get to introducing the rest of the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z representing the Detroit Lions, and we got Remy representing the Vikings. New week, new team. Go get a Minnesota Skull. And we got Barney representing the Bears. I feel like the big brother who just got the call from the little brother Vikings to go beat up the, the guys that just got, you know, just got their asses handed to them. So don't worry, Remy, we're coming. <laughs> and then last but not least, we got Kinger representing the Packers. As always, good to be back with you, gentlemen. It's bounce back week. It's time to smash the Lions. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll go and order these games and how they're going to be on Sunday slash Monday. So we got a divisional game this week. We'll get to that one last. First, we're going to jump into this Bears-Bengals game. And it looks like I have the Bears as three-point favorites against the Bengals here. Uh, all the odds I say on this uh, episode and future episodes will be, oh, now I see two and a half on uh, DraftKings. Uh -oh. Uh, so every everything I say is just off DraftKings, uh, but yeah, I see two and a half right now is the Bears. Uh, so that it moved a little towards the Bengals. Uh, anyways, Barney, what do you what are you hearing about the Bears this week? I know you watched a lot of that Minnesota uh, Cincy game last week. So what are your thoughts about the Bengals and how they match up against this Bears team? Well, you know they 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 got a lot of talent on that offensive side. Um, I but I, you know I think as long as we can get after the quarterback and make sure that pass rush, uh, you know, disrupts the timing. Uh, I think that you know, we should be all right. Um, you know, you got Jamar chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd coming out as wide receivers, uh, you know, outside of Jalen Johnson. I really don't think anyone in our secondary gives me hope. Uh, so those are, that's a, a bit of a scary matchup there. Uh, but then again, you know, that offensive line is pretty bad in Cincinnati. So that sort of plays into our strengths. Um, but you're right. I mean, I watched, uh, the Minnesota game and I really think Minnesota just kept shooting themselves in the foot every time they had the ball. Uh, I thought, you know, like, I mean, I want to say they had 12 penalties for like 120 yards or something like that. And you do half of that and that's still a bad penalty game, you know, and, and I and I thought the fact that it's this close, uh, when they're just not playing sound fundamental ball, like I, it it gives me it gives me a little confidence, especially because you got Andy Dalton. I mean, is this a revenge game or or did they, did he end his time in uh, in Cincy with bad blood or did they just not resign him? Um, if I I mean I don't know about bad. Blood. I mean, yeah. I think it's just everybody kind of agreed it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, like he's just been there for in. like nine yeah, was, years. Yeah, and he, he just kind of paired with that Marvin Lewis. You know, they just didn't have the success that they everybody, all the fans had hoped they'd have. So I think it kind of just ran its course. Um. Yeah, I wanted to ask Remy here. I mean, Delvin Cook did not get off to a, a good game on the ground. No, 20, the running game just wasn't there. What was it? Because I mean, I was watching it. Was it because you guys kept doing like a holding call and then it was first and 20 and, and, and you guys felt like you guys had to pass or because you guys, I mean, even when he ran the ball, it, he was getting stopped. Yeah, I think he averaged like 1.6 yards a carry or something like that. But uh, a lot of it had to do with four in a row uh, holding penalties on the offense. Um, and, and to correct, I mean, you were pretty close, but we ended up the game with 15 penalties for 116 yards. Um and guys and stuff like that. Uh, but Dalvin, I mean, he just couldn't get to the second level. He would, you know, they, they kept rushing him inside and he's better at when he hits the outside and kind of Adrian Peterson does it that way. So, uh, but one thing, question for you, Barney, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, I underestimated Joe Mixon and I think he had 127 yards and one touchdown last game. How do you guys anticipate on stopping Joe Mixon aside of their three receivers that you mentioned? So I, I haven't I haven't seen if we're gonna have um, Eddie Goldman back. Uh, he's he didn't play the first game. I mean that, that would help a lot. Uh, the running game is usually something I don't ever feel like we have to stress too much because 
I think it really comes natural to us. Yeah, I mean, we've been gassed sometimes, you know, but but that's just something that we normally do well. Um, it's more so just giving up big chunk plays. Uh, and like last last week was like a perfect example. It's just two moron plays, and all of a sudden they're off for seventy yards and touchdown. Um, I I mean, Joe Mixon's certainly gotten better. He doesn't have you know Giovanni Bernard or Hill back there to to eat up his third downs like they used to. So he's definitely way bigger focal point in the offense. Uh, but, I mean, I as far as the running game goes, I see it. You said he was like 120 yards. That's that's something that if we want to win the game, we can't let him go above 100. That's for sure. Uh, because if they're, if, if he's running all over us, uh, you know, the passing is where I'm I'm worried about. And and if he's running all over us, then I'm sure the passing is just going to be just fine. You know, and, and that's going to, that's going to, that's going to be where our, our struggles are big time. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I To me, they didn't look all that good, though, last week. I just, I, like I said, I'm going to keep saying it. You guys kept, kept you know, shooting your guys' selves in the foot. We are an overturned call away from being 1-0. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end, we can argue what we want to argue, but we are one overturned call away from being 1-0, those gosh darn Bengals. I think At Joe Burrow of- looked pretty good in that game. I, I thought he looked really good. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked better though. Joe Burrow only threw for threw for like <laughs> he did I mean, he threw for two sixty one and Kirk Cousins threw for like three sixty five, I wanna say. Kirk two Cousins threw twenty two more passes. I would hope he had more yards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow was a little bit more efficient. He was twenty for twenty seven and yeah. uh Joe yeah. Burrow was thirty seven for fifty. But uh no, I mean he he did. I mean he threw up uh Jamar Chase. They had that you know, that all preseason, preseason like soundbite of him just not being able to hold on to the ball. I I kind of knew that was always just going to be fiction there, but uh, I you know I didn't think right away Jamar Chase would come out his first game and have a hundred hundred yards receiving and a you know a touchdown. But um, you know, like there don't I'm not I'm not trying to say that that's not going to be a test. I I mean they're going to be matching up with inferior cornerbacks uh i and eddie jackson who's one of my favorite guys on the team uh i i 100 believe he's just playing for a paycheck and he's making sure he doesn't get hurt at this point so i really don't think he is anything that he used to be um because it's all it's all mental i i hope i hope that Nagy benches his ass for deandre houston carson who is somebody that really gives it their all uh, especially just tackling wise. I mean, it, that's 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 a major part of the game. And if you think that you're not there to tackle, like I I don't want you on there. I don't will, I don't care how much money you make. Will, will he touch the receiver when he's laying on the ground? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. I mean, I, that that was so frustrating to just watch. But um, I mean, I don't know. I I, I want to ask you guys. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I'll I'll give up my my prediction here. Um, Go for it. But. But at the end of the day, I didn't really talk about the offense. Um, at the end of the day, I think Justin Fields get a couple more reps. Uh, hopefully, it'll make more sense instead of just coming in for one and it being like a shuffle pass or something like that. I I, I hope to God that doesn't happen. But Nagy will find a way to Nagy, and I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Um, but I think if we if we get the ground game going, uh, I thought James Daniels did a really good job with Aaron Donald last week. Uh, if we get that ground game going and, and, uh, you know, Allen Robinson's not going to be tied up with Jalen Ramsey. I think he's going to have himself a day. Uh, and you know what? I am sure Andy Dalton has this game circled. So <laughs> I think this is going to be the best game Andy Dalton plays all year, which mm-hmm. is not that big of a stretch to say, but I think, uh, I think the bears, I don't think we handle them, but I think we have a, a really good day on the offensive side of the ball, and we win 27-23. to 23. Okay. Similar score than the Vikings-Bengals game. Except for yeah. Reverse. Yeah. Uh, Kinger, you, you've been quiet so far. What, do you, what, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm mentally just going back and forth on this one, to be honest, because <laughs> I think both of these teams have me a little bit in a pretzel in my head that I think both actually looked a little bit better than I anticipated last week. 
Um, I mean, if you look at the Bengals, I mean, top to bottom, I, I thought obviously like Barney mentioned that they're the offensive side of the ball there. They really do have a lot of talent and it just does strictly come down to that offensive line and the kind of protection. Minnesota didn't have a ton of success, uh, with their front seven against that offensive line. And I would honestly, I would, I mean, at least ahead of last week, I would have put Minnesota and Chicago's front seven on both the defensive side of the ball being very similar. Uh, maybe Chicago having a little bit step up on that pass rush, but I mean, they, they handle them pretty well. I mean, the, the run game, obviously they couldn't stop mixing. I anticipate the bears to probably do a little bit better job with this, but again, uh, you got to look at some of those lapses on the defensive side and see if they're going to come up against, or if they're going to repeat those mistakes. Uh, I like it to be a very close game as well. I saw enough out of the Bears offense last week that I'm actually going to give them the nod this week. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go 24-20 Chicago. I like it. I like it. Um, so I had 23-20 Chicago uh, winning this game. But honestly, <laughs> I could have gone either way. I know as far as betting-wise, I am going to stay away from this game completely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm with you on that. expect out of this one. I'll, I'll be watching. Uh It'll be it'll be interesting if the Bears can stop the run for the Bengals and get to pin their ears back against the offensive line. That will work in their favor. If the Bengals can establish some sort of ground game, I would be a lot more concerned as a Bears fan, at least uh, as the game goes on. Uh, Just because I do think this is definitely a vulnerable Bengals offensive line, Uh, but these receivers, if given a chance, I think could beat up on the Bears uh, secondary. But they got to be given the chance to do that. Uh, and I think that's the big difference maker right there. But I, yeah, I have 23, 20 bears, but honestly it, it could go either. Way. I'm not super confident in that. Yes. But right. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm confident in my guess. I'm going to be confident in what I say. Uh, Remy. <laughs> I just wanted to say <clears throat> regarding Cincinnati's O-line. I mean, we had five sacks on barrel last game, so I don't know if that was just overlooked or anything. So, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Kinger. I think our, our, our D lineman held up our fair share. Granted, one sack was from Harrison Smith and one sack was from Nick Vigil. But I think Michael Pierce, uh, the juggernaut himself, had himself a day with two sacks. Fair. Um, fair I, bottle, Remy. I just don't – like I said, I'm staying away from this game if I'm a betting man. And it's honestly because we're in the division and if the Bears ever you know, were to win with a better record than – the Vikings, the ongoing bet is that I have to pay for my buddy's <laughs> fantasy league. That being said, I see Bengals going 2-0 and and with a 28-21 to 21 victory over the Bears. Nothing but tutties. Nothing but tutties. <laughs> that is right. Interesting. Uh, so, all right. So, Remy's the only one going with the Bengals in this one. Um, I, I do actually like the – I wouldn't mind throwing – well, mm, never mind. I s- scratch that. I was going to say throw them in a tease or something like that, but the Bears are the three-point favorites. But maybe the Bengals in a tease. I do think it'll be a one-score game either way. Uh, let's move on now to the second NFC North game of this afternoon. And the, the Vikings are traveling to Arizona, Remy. Traveling to Arizona, four-and-a-half to five-point underdogs about going out there. The Cardinals just smoking uh, the Tennessee Titans last week, and that was on the road. A lot of people had – uh, the the Titans as uh, winning that game too. So the Cardinals, Chandler Jones, five sacks last week. Uh, so uh, definitely a guy to look out for. Kyler Murray lit it up, lit up the scoreboard. Uh, so I mean, what are your thoughts going to this game against uh, a Cardinals team that looks rejuvenated and, and healthy at least for now? Chandler Jones was out pretty much all of last year. So yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> uh, my thoughts initially. Excuse me. You can tell how choked up I am. My thoughts initially is Kirk Cousins might not make it out of this game alive. Uh, If our (laughs) offensive line does not get their shit together with all these holding calls and not protecting Kirk and Kirk, if Kirk doesn't get the ball out, then he's going to be dead. Chandler Jones might get 10 sacks that game then. Um, In all, in all honesty though, um, you know, it's just, we, I've seen it with Russell Wilson and guys like that. You and Aaron Rodgers, you have to, make these guys stay in the pocket and not create plays, which I think, you know, twice a year we at least have to do with Aaron Rodgers. So um, I, I've i seen Minnesota play well when they have to try and contain um, the quarterback in the pocket and not make them scramble and not, you know, get the receivers off their corners and all that. Um, 
But I, I do think our defense is up to the task. Uh, you know, Patrick Peterson was only targeted once, and I think he allowed like one screen pass for three yards. And so you know when Patrick Peterson's name isn't brought up, that means it's a good thing. Um, and it's his revenge game. So Kirk Cousins got to come out, and you got to get the ball out quicker. A lot of times it was his own offensive line running into him. <clears throat> whether it's, you know, his O-line needs to just be better or whether he needs need to just dump the ball off, but solid performance. I mean, he didn't have any turnovers last game. Um, Justin Jefferson was pretty quiet, didn't have any touchdowns. Thielen went off, two touchdowns. So I think this is a very winnable game for Minnesota if our offensive line can keep Kirk on his feet and not on his ass and keep his jersey nice and clean. That being said... If the Vikings can do that and the offensive line can protect Kirk, we can score tutties. And I'm saying we almost could have, would have, should have put up a 30 burger. I'm going to say we're going to go 28. <laughs> we'll go 28 17 in favor of the good guys in purple. Oh, wow. An 11 point victory, huh? On the road. Wow. That is right. That is right. We are pissed off. Dalvin was, yeah, that was no fumble. It was not a fumble. And it, Correct it's me. just. Correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Remy, but Kyler Murray is your MVP pick, right? For MVP, yes. Yep. So no no concerns about going against your MVP choice and a guy that looked like an MVP in week one, at least. Yeah, I mean, you see. No, I mean, yeah, I'm concerned a little bit, but I mean, you got to have some pride. I don't think I don't think he does that against uh, against Minnesota secondary. Hot take. What about the D line? Do you think they can contain Murray? I think, yeah, I, I think that I think we have enough rotational guys to keep fresh legs out there. You know, that's why we got guys like Sheldon Richardson, Everson Griffin, um, Stephen Weatherly to come off of the bench and and keep those like guys fresh and not gassed. Like we still got Daniel Hunter, M- Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, DJ Wanham. Uh, DJ Wanham's pretty athletic. He was the guy that cost Rogers strip sack fumble last year at the end. Um, but yeah, like like I said, you just, they gotta have. I think you should always spy. Maybe like Eric Kendricks or Anthony Barr too. We haven't talked about Anthony Barr. He was out. I've yet to see him a confirmed uh, tweet or anything that he is will be ready to go. So that's kind of day by day, and um, for all I know, is a game time decision with Anthony Barr. But getting Anthony Barr back won't hurt or won't hurt us at all. So I'm excited, Barney. Remy, I uh, I think this is a bad time to play Arizona. I mean, it, it, and the only reason I'm saying I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just they just face the Titans, who are a run heavy play action team. Mimics the Vikings with with, with arguably you know like a, it's a different kind of running back, but arguably a better running back. And then I know I know I like Nealon and I like Jay Jetter a lot, but. Uh, you know, AJ Brown and Julio is a pretty damn good combination too. And so I just, what I fear is that I don't think you're going to, with JJ Watt there now, I don't think you're going to have that time one to get the ground game going. Cause I think that was King Henry's like least rush for game since he's been in the league, basically. Um, and then also with Chandler Jones coming off the edge, not that he's going to have a five sack game or anything like that, but dude, if you can't get the run going and you can't, then you're not going to be able to get the play action going and like take all that away. If you, if you guys don't do that, like the Vikings just don't win. If the Vikings can't do their offense, they don't win. They don't win by their defense. Like they're, they're in put up points. And so for that reason, I think just because they're going to have the same formula, I think to face you guys, uh, I'm going to go. Man, that offense is good. I'm going to go 31-21. Cardinals, right? Yep. Yes. Sorry. 31. So 11 point victory, but in the other direction. Uh, so two wildly different predictions right there. Here's a guy I think uh, that didn't get enough credit in the last game uh, or the Cardinals Titans game that he looks really healthy at least in this first game was JJ Watt. If you go back and look at the the film, he's tracking down Derrick Henry from the backside consistently in these type of schemes. Usually they let the backside guy go because usually they're not a factor in the play, but JJ Watts able to get down there and make those shoestring tackles on the other side. 
of the line, then the Vikings are going to have to count for him. So if J.J. Watts is, is – if he's back to maybe like two years ago or three years ago health-wise, that is a whole new layer. And I, I, I think a big reason why Chandler Jones did five sacks last week is J.J. Watt was also for sure. on the other side of that line. And uh, Terrell Luan was not able to handle Taylor, uh, Chandler Jones. So having Chandler Jones back is huge. Also, the another player in the Cardinals that I'm really – I kind of wish the Lions took. Now, especially in hindsight of Akuda's injury – uh, Isaiah Simmons. This guy is kind of like a Tyron Matthew for their team in, in terms, not quite like Matthew, but in terms of like a guy that just plays all over the field and does a bunch of different things on the field. Really exciting guy to watch. Anyways, I think the Cardinals looked really good in week one. I'm drinking their, the Kool-Aid on them uh, right now, and I do really like them in this game. I, I think it's going to be uh, like 31-23. Uh, Cardinals. Pigsy, I, I think he's more I think he's more like Palomalu, you know, like t- type than than that Tyrant, but like the same the same kind of player. Yeah, definitely more size than Matthew yeah, has for sure. Right. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting comparison. Uh but but Kinger, go ahead. I'm gonna mimic a lot of the points that you just made. And if you guys are asking me, am I on the Arizona Cardinals train after bashing him last week? <laughs> you bet your ass I'm on the Arizona Cardinals train now. Honestly, Short memory. I was stunned and very impressed with how they came out against Tennessee, mm-hmm. who's a team that we all thought was going to be very good. Only team in the league last week with three wide receivers graded over 80 in PFF uh, with uh, Hopkins, uh, Green, and or Kirk. I think it was Kirk. And then my guy, Rondale Moore. I, it was, I'm pretty sure it was Kirk. It was Kirk over Green. It was one of those two. But the only team, I read that stat today. On the defensive side, you already talked about it. J.J. Watt's been a big difference maker. Isaiah Simmons as well. Uh, Low-key, that secondary might actually have some players in it. Another guy that's not getting the credit he's deserved out there, Buda Baker, he's an absolute stud in the secondary. It looks like this Marco Wilson, their fourth-round pick this year out of Florida, uh, has turned out to be something legit as well. Byron Murphy Jr. on the other side. I really like these pieces. They look like the team that can be competitive in a very tough division in the NFC West. Um, Regardless, Barney, you already highlighted, I think, the Vikings are a very similar team to what Tennessee faced last week. I think that offense is going to be too much for that defense because I really wasn't impressed with Minnesota secondary. I'm actually going to have the biggest gap and difference in out of all of us here. I'm going to go 31-17 Arizona. Oh, sorry, Remy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, Minneapolis versus everybody. Let's Remy, go. you'll have the last laugh. You'll have the last laugh. I know it. <laughs> well for your sake Remy, hope it goes well but uh definitely don't have the support uh, of the rest of us at least in our predictions here uh, it's respectable i i kind of <laughs> I, I figured i figured have we come have we come out arizona and handled the bangles opened our eyes arizona has opened our eyes all of us are short-term memory like barney said yeah, right. yeah exactly yeah. All right, so let's move on now to the final game of the NFC North this weekend, and that is Monday Night Football. That's right. I, will Will Peyton Manning and Eli Manning be doing their broadcast again? Did you guys watch they, that at all? They are, yeah. Apparently, it's going to be a weekly thing, which I'm super excited about. I really liked it. I didn't know if it was a weekly thing or, like, I, I thought I heard they were doing, like, 10 out of the, like, 17 weeks, unless there's only 10 Monday Night I don't know. Where do you watch it? Uh, ESPN2. ESPN too. Okay. Yeah, it's them, and then they have like a bunch of guests come in and talk, and sometimes they're breaking down the play. Sometimes they're just kind of shooting the shit while so it's while like, it's going on. Or is that is that more like yeah. commercial? Peyton Manning's got a sweet setup. His whole basement is like Monday Night Football. I don't know. It's, it's nice. pretty cool. But nice. uh, so I don't know which one I'll be watching. Uh, oh, I, I might go to a bar for this one actually on a Monday night. But uh, either way, the Lions, eleven point underdogs, traveling to Green Bay. Uh, this reminds me of the week two game. Well, not quite. There's a little more, I guess, expectations for the Lions uh, when they went to week two and had the Trey Flowers holding, uh, double holding penalty debacle or hands to the face, that that whole thing. Mm. Uh, you know, t- typical We've Lions We've only brought screwed. that one up like 20 times yeah. in this whole. <laughs> I know, I know. So, Kinger, do you, do you, do you want to take this one uh, first? How are you feeling about the Packers uh, after the debacle? Last week. After a couple days reflection, it's still going to sting. And and I would be lying to you all if I didn't say that in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe there's some cause to be concerned or a reason to be concerned here. 
At the end of the day, I look at this roster still top to bottom, and I still feel it's an elite roster in the NFL. There are holes, and and the defensive side of the ball is one thing that is really going to have to be addressed. Um, but I can't sit here and deny and say that I still don't think that there's a chance for this Green Bay team to be really good after one week. Um, after getting your ass kicked on national television like that on the Fox game of the week, you should see a team that comes out and is ready to play this week. Uh, I don't anticipate it all. I mean, granted, we are playing the Lions. I don't anticipate a performance like that last week. I really expect the offense um, to bounce back. There's no way Rodgers continues this, has a game like he had against New Orleans. Uh, I, I see some changes being made in, in regards to trying to run the ball more and, and, and really expose that defense. I think that's one thing that was really key to Green Bay's success last couple of seasons was getting these first and second downs in position where it's third and manageable. They absolutely didn't do that at all Sunday against New Orleans, and the Lions are a team that does have holes really across the board on defense, and I look for them really to try and commit to getting Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon going, maybe a little bit of Kylan Hill. We'll wait and see. I like the two running back sets. There's only a couple sets of that this week versus New Orleans. I anticipate them trying to do a little bit more. And just you got to expect a bounce-back game from Rodgers. Um, getting his guys more involved. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot more openings and for them to take advantage of this week. Uh, we're just going to wait and see what happens. And then, you know, with that, and then hopefully uh, the defense just changes. You know, the biggest thing, and after reflecting on this last week, is, is we fired Mike Patton to make a change. You know, everybody would complain last year about the soft coverages, the lack of creativity in the defense. Uh, so a lot of miscommunication and you come out week one in Joe Barry's new scheme and you get a lot of the same granted the first team defense didn't play a lot in preseason and, and reflecting on that I almost wish they would have played a little bit more to get the reps especially with this new scheme you sat a lot of our first team guys but there's got to be changes made I want to see guys getting in these receivers faces I want to see a lot more energy and quite frankly I'm hoping to see a lot more of our first round pick Eric Stokes you can't continue to put Kevin King out there with some of these with how he's played as of late. If no, he's put him our- out there. I say leave him out there. <laughs> no, no, we're done with that. You know, you draft it. You, you go out and get a corner in the first round who's, you know, got a ton of potential. You got to throw him to the fire. And this is a great week to do so versus the Lions receiving core again that isn't, you know, what we'd call the top. Now, I will give some respect that I do think the Lions showed some fight last week playing, playing for Campbell. And I do think, you know, based on just how they've played Green Bay and their natural dislike for Green Bay these last few years, they've given them a run for the money. Granted, Green Bay has won four, the last four since getting swept by the Lions back in 2018. But I do anticipate it to be a good football game. Uh, I just I just really expect to see just improvements across the board because there's no way they're going to be as bad as they were last week. Well, Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Remy. Before I go, so I guess if I'm if I if I'm in a two quarterback league per se, and you have two quarterbacks that start, is Jared Goff one of them this week? With that Packers defense, you got to remember, you got to go. Let's rewatch the tape on that Packers defense <laughs> and what Jameis Winston did. Jameis Crablegs Winston looked like. He might be an MVP. You guys are he, acting like the New Orleans Saints a, are just some run-of-the-mill team. The New Orleans Saints are a good He only had 148 team. yards last week. Uh, so it, it wasn't like he lit him up <laughs> in the air necessarily. But he, he ran. He ran. But I do know this, Remy, coming into this game, that there is one team averaging 33 points a game and another that's averaging three points a game. <laughs> and that team is not the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good segue but, to you. <laughs> Um, so the, the Lions are going to have one hell of a challenge, especially if Rodgers uh, finds himself again. I, he, he blamed somebody hitting his groin on one of his interceptions. Uh, now he's going to the now he's going to the well of the excuse well. Of course, uh, I don't like seeing that out of Rodgers. Uh, he done. said he should he should have fought through it, guys. There was no blame <laughs> given on that. He said he should have made the adjustment. I, I saw know. him the, the, mumble something <laughs> underneath his breath, and it looked like, and I'm just going to say allegedly. I it said I fucking quit. So I don't know. I don't know. The subtitles weren't on, but sorry. Go on. Uh, Hawaii's nice all year round. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't know right back. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Lions have one hell of a challenge here. Obviously, Akuda out for the year. I mean, who knows what the rest of his career is going to look like with an Achilles, a torn Achilles, just absolutely brutal. And a guy everybody loves and respects, too, on that team. So it just absolutely sucks to see. Uh, so the Lions are going to have Imani Warrior, who got torched by Adams last year for over 100 yards in the 
in that second half of the season game. I can't remember which week it was. It was later in the season. Um, I think the first play of the game, even, it was like a 70-yard touchdown on just like a, a button hook. He didn't then miss tackle and then right down the sideline. But uh, then the other cornerback that we have replacing Akuda uh, looks like it's going to be Ify Milifanu, our third-round draft pick. So a corner, another corner just being thrown into the fire against the Packers. Uh, so that will be troublesome. Especially, I'm really hoping the Lions can get some sort of pass rush against Rodgers here, make them come comfortable to hopefully not expose that obvious weakness coming into this game. But it will be rough. It'll be rough. I think the Lions are really, really going to try to emphasize the run game. They were really good Have at to. it last. Have to. They were uh, really good running the ball last week over four and a half yards uh, an attempt. Unfortunately, they got so far behind in the game, they they abandoned the running game. But when they were us- using it, uh, it was really effective. I, I But I do think it's going to be important to control the clock as much as possible to keep that defense off the field as much as possible because I think it might get them in trouble otherwise. Uh, so I, 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 would, I would look forward to some long drives in this game, or at least – the attempt to have them and control uh, this game because that's what the Lions are going to need to do. The The defense is still an absolute work in progress. I, I, I think I said this last week, King, there's no better cure in at least historic recent memory uh, for an ailing offense than playing the Detroit Lions. So uh, I this might be what, what cures you, but I, I, I hope not. I hope that we can get some pressure with Collins. Uh, we had a nice blitz off the edge last week from Tracy Walker. Um, Aquara and Julian, Julian Aquara was bench last week. I'm not sure why, but Romeo Aquara, um, going against a scheme that's not quite the 49ers. Uh, I look forward to because that's I just really like that scheme. But man, it'll be interesting. Uh, but we got to stop the run first. If we don't stop the run, we have no hope of anything in this game. Big C, is this one of your seven wins? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a reoccurring segment, isn't it? <laughs> well, I predicted us winning last week, so um, I, I don't have us winning this week. I have it really close. Wow. I have it really wow. close. I have it really close. Dude, Green Bay I, sucks. I All right, let's hear it. Let's hear I have 31-26 as the final score of this game. Then I that, like that score. And I, I, I'll, I'll jump the gun on the best bets. My One of my best bets is the Lions plus 11 in this game. Uh I really think that line is way too high. This is a divisional game. Um, this Lions team will fight till the end. And I do think the Packers have some work to do, and I don't think they're going to figure it all, all all of a sudden in week two. I think this is a close game, especially in primetime on Monday Night Football. It's the Lions' only primetime game of the year. They're going to be going balls to the wall for the national television, folks. Dan Campbell, who knows what he's going to do. Uh, I was just watching an episode of Friday Night Lights where the coach comes on the field and tackles a player. Dan Campbell might do that by the end of this game to keep this in, within <laughs> 11 points. If Dan Campbell uh, does that to any Packer player, nice... I will customize and make myself a Dan Campbell Lion jersey. Please yes. let him do that. that would be and I will wear it on the pod from here on out. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, man, that'd be, so, that'd be insane. So, so Big go, Z. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you, you got, you got primetime Jared Goff. However, he's just coming off maybe the best half of his life. Uh, you know, but doing a lot with what he has, even though the, the Arizona team was, was not playing, you know, up on the receivers, regardless, let's forget that. I don't care about that because I like that score, but do you think it's the, you know, Jared Goff? I know, I know the Lions face the Packers tough and they do, they face them tough for the last like five years. Um, do you think it's more of that second half? Jared Goff, or do you think it's usual prime time? Well, Jared second Goff? half, Jared Goff was forced to throw it more than five yards down the field. Uh, so the whole, whole first half, I mean, Goff at, through three quarters of that last game was averaging 4.6 yards in attempt, which would be a whole yard lower than the lowest uh, qualifying quarterback Andy last Dalton. year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I re- I don't know if that was Goff or it was the scheme. I think it was more Goff, to be honest with you. Goff. And McVay, one of his biggest complaints is his ability not to read the defense quite fast enough, and then he would be forced to check it down. He's got to throw some guys open. He was forced to do that in the second half last week. In the first half, he wasn't doing that. You got you got to give these receivers a chance. If you don't, I mean, we saw what they could do with a chance, but you got to give them the chance. And I think this Packers secondary, especially if Kevin King's out there, but I think they are definitely 
exposed last week. Um, I, re- I think our offensive line, it depends on how we do on the right side. Sewell showed like he can really hold up. If you go back and watch the tape, he did an excellent job on Nick Bosa. And I don't think anybody on the Packers defense line, Zadarius Smith, maybe, but uh, I think Nick Bosa is better than him. Uh, I-, I-, I like that matchup there, but the right side of the line with uh, Matt Nelson, if-, if he continues to be a right tackle, that'd be where you expose uh, a pass rush. But if we can hold up and get Goff some deep throws downfield, we'll see what happens. But he's got to throw it deep. You got to give him a chance. So, no what are your guys' predictions? Nine. I said thirty-one twenty-six Packers. Uh, now I hope I'm. Of course, I hope I'm wrong, but that is my uh, my prediction at the very least. Let's get Kingers, and then we go around for us. I'm gonna agree with you, in the sense that I think the Lions cover this this eleven points. Uh, I don't think that there's any way again that that Green Bay's offense doesn't take a step up from last week because it can't get any worse. I think we're gonna have potentially a little bit lower scoring game than we think. Because I think the run game is going to be important. I think we are going to see a lot of sustained drives. I think the Lions do have the ability to move the ball against Green Bay. And I wouldn't even necessarily say so much in in the passing game in our secondary. I just don't know that we have the dudes up front in the trenches outside of Kenny Clark. We've got pass rushers, but I don't know if we have the other big dudes in the trenches that can stand up to that offensive line and prevent them from, from being able to gain you know, three, four, five yards consistently in the run game. Uh, I'm thinking we are going to see a handful of five or six minute drives. I like Green Bay to score and win this score more points ultimately here than the Lions in a little bit of a shootout. Yeah, no shit. I'm picking them to win here. Uh, I'm going to go 28-21 Green Bay. I So, I mean... I guess it's still a somewhat high. Still hitting game. the over there. Still, still hitting, hitting the over. Yeah, yeah. the over under is forty eight. I forgot to mention. Apologies. Uh, it's forty eight. Okay. Yeah, forty eight right now at the very least. Uh, Barney, score more points. That's great analysis, isn't it, guys? See, uh, now I don't even know what my uh, my third best bet is because I love I love three of them. I almost love four of them. But you, Big Z and K- Kinger, you're thinking it's a lower scoring game than we think. I think you guys are right in the sense that the Lions are going to have some five minute, six minute tries. I think it's going to, I think this is going to be kind of like the Bears with the Rams, where, where the Lions are going to have nice five, six minute tries, put some points up on the board. Hopefully they do something the Bears didn't do. And then I've seen it come from Aaron Rodgers, where it's just like, he just scores a touchdown in a minute, and then the team, the the Lions' offense is back out there, and it just turns into a shootout like that. I like a really, really high scoring game. I'm talking Big Twelve, uh, maybe not that high, but <laughs> I'm just say 34, 31. Oh wow! If the defense puts up, if, if the Lions, but I will put- say, I I will say this: 34, 31. I'm gonna give it to the to the Packers, but I think that last touchdown goes from 24 to 31. You know what I'm saying? Like it was 34, 24, and then and like then a, the Lions score again to you know to cover and get in there. But if the Lions offense scores 30 this week, I'm going to be in a big, big cause for concern. There's no way this Lions offense should put up 30 points, especially because they pretty much, in my opinion, only have a run game and are so limited with golf. There's going to be a fucking reg flag up next week if the Lions score 30. <laughs> Which exactly, well, go- exactly. Golf played pretty well in uh, Green Bay in the playoffs last year, right? So, I mean. But he, that roster that the on the Rams is a lot better hand. than. It's a little the, bit different. <laughs> yeah, the roster on the Rams is a little bit different. I'm just they saying, don't have TJ Hawkinson. Thumb. He did with the broken They don't have TJ Hawkinson, much. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Remy. All right. It's a cold day in hell when you root against your own team, <laughs> against the fucking Packers, for one. Who's rooting against their team? You. I gave a prediction. I'm not rooting against my realist. team. I respect Number- it. Point number it. two, did and what uh, what Kinger just said? How I was he asked doesn't to give have, a prediction. He doesn't have. Not they don't have the defensive line to match up against your offensive line. Look who your running backs are. Okay, that Look should be that should be enough to put you. You got a revenge game in Jamal Williams here. <laughs> Hell yeah, he might Woo. just go off. Jamal Williams, and Deon- revenge and, guy, and DeAndre Swift. Come on now, twenty eight, twenty four in favor of. 
the Lions. Let's be let's sensible, go, folks. Let's go, baby. I'm just Hell saying. Yeah. Let's, let's be go. sensible. Let's use our brain. You watch the tape, and Green Bay sucks. They just they're let's, they're bad. That's all I got to say. Be sensible. Hell yes. Let's go. You know, I'm trying something new because I predict the Lions win last week and they lost, and I'm trying the other way around. Let's see if that works. No? I, I like the I, over I asked, in this game, though. I, to get my, it, I do, too. I, do, I don't understand why yeah. it's so low. I, I think Aaron Rodgers might be able to hit that over. Well, if the Lions played like they did last week on defense. If he's not a yeah. quitter. <laughs> if he's not a quitter. Yeah. We'll have to find out. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, so those are our predictions and our thoughts on the week two NFC North games. Now let's move on to our last segment of our week two preview. And that, of course, is best bets. Now, Barney, we don't need to go over who did good and who did bad last of week. Course, we of course, of course, of course. No, but uh, yeah, do you want to recap really quick how we did last week? Uh, you can. You don't, yeah, have to say, so, you don't have to say so mine, though. Down in the cellar was uh, was was Big Z going on yep. three. Yep. Then Kinger Walk. went one and two uh, with a bad, bad Bears beat. So I'll give you that one. You were almost there. Thank, uh, you, for, thank you for acknowledging that, Barney. <laughs> Y'all got and, lucky that San Francisco just, uh, <laughs> you got them at seven and a half because that line closed at nine and then the, the Lions have the miracle cover. Good good thing we record these on Tuesdays, huh? Uh, <laughs> but, um, and then uh, and then Remy and I were up at uh, two and one. Um you know, let's let's start in the let's start from the ground up. Come on, Big Z. Only only one place to go. All right. All right. So well, you I, start us off. Yeah, and I already put these bets in uh yesterday, actually. So I already said my the one with the Lions, eleven point underdogs. I, I took that one. I and then after watching that Monday night game last night, I thought the Ravens were kind of exposed uh for a lot of things. And then the, the injuries. I think the injuries are a big key for them. and I think the Chiefs match up really well with the Ravens. I like, and, and this is a primetime game. Mahomes plays well in the primetime and the big light. Um, I think the Chiefs know how to defend this Ravens team by now pretty good. So I really like this matchup. Um, I have the Chiefs. Uh, I took them at four points. It's down to three and a half now, but it opened at two and a half. So I thought it was going to be trending up. That's why I took it. But uh, I would take this all the way to four and a half probably, honestly. So at three and a half, you, you bet I will be putting even more money down on that game. And then my third one, I really, really liked what I saw. I bet on them last week. It wasn't one of my best bets, but I end up taking them. Uh, but I will, And I'll be doing it again this week, is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, four points on the road. Um, so I'm taking three road teams this week in my best bets. Um, I'm not necessarily completely comfortable with that. And, and the Saints, this is a divisional game. But I really like what I saw of the Saints. I think Jameis Winston adds a whole... Another layer of that offense that they didn't have with Drew Brees last year that I think really works well. The Panthers with Sam Darnold did not impress me last week. They were just going against uh, a Jets team starting a rookie quarterback. So I, I don't take much stock in that win necessarily last week. And I really, you know, Dennis Allen, the defense coordinator for the Saints, is a really, really good coach. I, he, he was on the top of my list when the Lions uh, were looking for new coaches. He never even, his na name ever not. Never got brought up for some reason. Maybe he just wants – maybe he's in line for Sean Payton's job one day. Uh, I don't know, but he is awesome. I, I think he will shut down that Panthers offense or find a way to scheme to shut it down. And I, I, so I'm I'm big on the Saints at four points as well. All right, Kinger. So we'll go in chronological order here. We're going to start. I'm actually going to take this Thursday night football game this week. Everybody's looking at it like it might be a dud – it's probably going to be low scoring, and that was a, I was tempted to take that under in this game, but I'm actually going to roll with Daniel Jones and the Giants as three-point underdogs as Daniel Jones is yet to lose to the Washington football team or the Washington R-words since he has been a starter for the Giants. I think he's got something like nine touchdowns, ten touchdowns, and two interceptions. It he seems hasn't the lost to them? No, not to, the, not to, the, to the Washington. Um no. He's 4-0 in two seasons as a starter for, for the Giants against Washington. They seem to have their number when they play. Uh, it's always been competitive football games, if they've been ugly or not. Uh, Fitzpatrick is out for six to eight weeks for Washington. It's going to be the Taylor Heineke show. We'll see if he can keep... Spooky. Spooky is right. Keep that on them on track versus Giants defense, which I think is 
pretty decent. Not great, but I think they're pretty decent. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Giants to to cover the three points. I don't know if they're going to win. It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to stick with the trend that's been going. Game two, I'm also going to take the Saints-Panthers game. I'm going to take that over 44. The Saints have scored 27 or more points in four of the last five games against the Panthers. I think the Saints are potentially going to be down a couple players on defense. Uh, Marsh, or, uh, Lattimore is going to be questionable with that hand injury, thumb injury. I know he's having surgery. Not sure if he's going to play a lot. Uh, Davenport was out with a pec injury. They're still dealing some, with some issues on the defensive line. Bradley Roby back for the Saints. But I like over 44. I like the Saints to hit that 27 number again. And if the Panthers can at least go out there and put up you know, two or three touchdowns or so, which I anticipate them being able to do, I think over 44 is the number in that one. Final bet, I'm rolling with Teddy Bridge and the Broncos, uh, minus six at Jacksonville. I was not very impressed with Urban Meyer in his debut. I liked what I saw from Denver. That offense looks like an actual NFL offense for the first time in a few years. The Denver defense is very good. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to have growing pains. Teddy, 36-13-1 against the spread as a starter. Uh, I'm going to roll with. Uh, I'm going to roll with the, the Broncos to cover six. Rami. All right. Well, we'll start this one off with, you know what? I'm going to start pouring the purple Kool-Aid and Minnesota <laughs> is going to squeak it out against Arizona. I think they'll there for it sure. Is. They're yeah. for sure going to cover four and a half. Um, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and um, a team that I just feel like is disrespected is, is Houston. I, you know, I don't think Tyrod is as bad as what they make him out to seem. I believe they have weapons. Therefore, I do not believe that they lose by 12 and a half, and I'm taking them at the 12 and a half spread. Revenge then, game for him a little bit, right? Got yeah. Got benched uh, for Baker because of an injury? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yep. And last but certainly not least, we're just going to take New England straight on the money line over the Jets, um, battle the rookies, but Mac Jones – comes out on top are you laying some what's that, juice the money there? lines what's, what's yeah. the juice minus there? minus minus 275 you put, yep, you put yep. 275 that's, to win 100 that's, that's that's quite the fucking best bet there <laughs> i'm you know I'm, I'm changing my best bet to the browns uh minus yeah. 575 oh, money line pick a spread here my guy uh, we we'll gotta take, set some I, rules i, I, I well, think on these best bets i mean i would I, I would take i would take new england's spread i'll take new england's spread just so you guys get off my fucking ass. <laughs> uh, I mean, the best bet going 275 yeah, yeah, is yeah. a little uh, suspect, well, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we'll take this. We'll, we'll take the spread on New England. I'm, I, let's just say I'm confident. I'm confident. I, I like that bet. What, what is the spread? Um, it's six. Six points. Uh, New England, lo- New England favored by six on the road. Mac Jones had the game stolen from him from a Damian Harris fumble. I, I like that. I like that. He was going to have his first W. Um, you know, Kinger, I'm on the uh, Thursday night game too. But, and, and, I like, and I like your pick, and I won't disagree with your pick. However, I'm going after that under. You're going um, after the under. All right. I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think that favors the team that's getting points. I like, I like the Giants, but I just... Uh, and I, yeah, you know, I almost like the Giants a little bit more than the under, uh, but I already said the under, so I won't go back on it. Um, it's 40 and a half right now for all the reasons you brought up, but I don't think that Daniel Jones has a great game because his offensive line is just atrocious and that front seven is just something else. So um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams don't, like, Neither team is going to reach 20, in my opinion. Uh, but Heineke scares me. Uh, and that's the only reason why I'm taking the under. But um, I like that game to start us off. Uh, then I'm going to I'm gonna go to the Super Bowl champions. They're laying a big number, number 12, mm-hmm. to when they're hosting Atlanta. Um, you know, Great Calvin Ridley really looks good. Uh, Kyle Pitts looked better than I thought. Uh, that he would look in this first game. However, that defense in Atlanta is grotesque. I I actually felt ill watching it uh, on Sunday. And Tom Brady, with all of his weapons, I don't even know who the number three wide receiver is. You know, like, I mean, that wide receiver crew is so fucking good. 
Tampa Bay. Like, oh. I, I mean, I think Mike Evans is number three now. You know, I, I like, I like uh, the, the, the connection that Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have together. And, you know, just every aspect of the game, whether it's O line, D line, kicking, Tampa Bay is head and shoulders above this Atlanta team. And I think they boat race them. Um, and then my last game, Remy, I love you, buddy, but I'm going with Arizona and your MVP. Uh, at minus four and a half hosting Minnesota. But again, if, if Dalvin Cook starts running the ball, then that bet is a shitty bet. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. That so might separate that might separate the two and one from the one and two. Let's see it. All right. <laughs> Can I just throw out one more bet that I'm gonna be doing? I know it's not part of my best bets, but uh Yes. Just uh, it better be a winner for the listeners. It better, it better be. be a winner. This is a lot be. of pressure. I think it will be. So I got a seven. I got a three team seven point tease. Uh, so it's at plus one twenty odds. That's what you get it at. Um, but I have the so you tease the Broncos down to plus one. So that's pretty much they win. Uh, then you win. Uh, that part of the tease. Then you got the the Patriots plus one. Tease the Patriots down to plus one, and then tease the Texans to plus nineteen and a half. Ooh. Um, so I like that Texans plus 19 and a half Patriots plus one Broncos plus one at plus 120 odds. Uh, so that'd be my seven point tease. I like that. I like that. Well, all right, gentlemen. So those are our best bets. Uh, I, I was a little rusty last week is week one, you know, uh, like, like the Packers kicker, right? A little rusty week one, but then they find Just their stride rusty. week two. I, I mean, I hope that's not the case for you, but it will be for me. I, I feel, <laughs> Uh, but man, yeah. So some good best bets, uh, listeners, uh, you know, go along with who you think, uh, you know, will be, <laughs> will be right or follow all such of a, ours. such a ringing endorsement right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's, it's going to be a fun week too, gentlemen. It's gonna be a fun week too. And we want to thank our listeners so much uh, for taking the time to listen to us. Um, every episode, we really appreciate it. Instagram at the pylon. Twitter, the Pylon Pod. Please follow us on those social media pages and please interact with us. Really appreciate it. Any comments are always appreciated. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, please download, please subscribe, and please leave a review. We always really appreciate that as well. Otherwise, gentlemen, week two is upon us, uh, and we just got a lot more fun headed our way. I think next week our podcast will come out um, either on Tuesday or Wednesday, just because of the Monday night football game. Um, and that runs really late. So we, we will not be releasing the episode on Monday because of that game since half the division is playing in it. Uh, so just be aware of that. Otherwise, gentlemen, listeners, week two, it's right around the corner. We enjoyed last Sunday and we're going to enjoy this one even more. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Bear down. School.